Hi, welcome to the latest Sullivan Strumpf podcast. I'm Ursula Sullivan. And I'm Joanna Strumpf. I'm quite excited today about this podcast, Urs. We've got the beautiful Greg Hodge, direct from Paris, who we've already heard from on our podcasts, but uh, we're going to hear even more of his dulcet tones. And one of our favourite people, David Flack, who is the director and founder of Flack Studio, which is one of Melbourne's most exciting interior architecture studios. We worked with David before, didn't we, Joe, at Sydney Contemporary? So much fun at last year's Sydney Contemporary. It was our biggest stand. We were so proud of it, weren't we? It was just incredible and they were so wonderfully generous with their time and helping us with the supply of great furniture and carpets and wall coverings. And and what I love about David and, and everyone at Flux Studio is their complete devotion and respect for artists. As David says, a painting matching the lounge is not a conversation I'm interested in. Oh, I love it. I know. David's enthusiasm and passion comes through in spades in this podcast. So uh, enjoy. This large body of work that I've seen and very impressed by it, done from your residency in October through to sort of pre COVID, but you've been out of the studio for what, seven weeks now due to lockdown? Yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been seven weeks, actually. It's been obviously horrific for many people, but I mean, on a personal note for us, we're lucky in that we have our accommodation and things like that kind of sorted here and and we're integrated into some systems here, which meant that I think we could just like bunker down and um, work. You're going through this isolation in one of the biggest epicenters of the pandemic and then People are coming out on the other side now in Europe and there's this welcome sense of appreciating life in a completely different sense. But I'd be curious to see how the brush might translate that in a different kind of way. I guess the new paintings, there's a much more heavier kind of look, focus on surface and textural surfaces in the paintings. And then the way that they're made, I mentioned I was like a bit antsy when I first got here. I just come off the back of a really big, full-time load of work in the studio and I turned up here and I thought that I was going to do all this maybe reading and writing but then the studio is really amazing it's like conducive to making work and I feel like that's it that's the best way for me to work through something to make things anyway you've also been able to kind of maintain some work through this time right it would be interesting to see on your end how things go sort of post-COVID yeah definitely and look you know, I think COVID is one thing, the global recession is another thing and, you know, hopefully building doesn't get overly affected. But, you know, I think as a practice, I've always been thinking, okay, Australia hasn't had a recession for a very long time. So it's something that we've always sort of spoken about. But, you know, I, I like to think that we're quite niche in what we offer, which is really beautifully crafted homes, emotionally driven for that particular client. I'm love what I do and I actually wouldn't even know what else I would do so it's kind of like I'm stuck doing it which is a great thing (laughs) and you know I'm I'm forever curious too so there's always something buzzing along in my head we definitely have been affected very quickly so far but you know I I do think I do want to remain positive I love our team and we've worked really hard to develop our team and where we are now so for us it's it's been a lovely opportunity to create more platforms and think about our wider community. 
when we rebranded our studio for the second time, we set up a whole section on there called Artists and Friends. And it was basically a platform to showcase artists that we love and local things. But, you know, since then we've set up Flack and Friends Instagram. It's hard to add more content onto your studio Instagram because it's really derived to our interior work. But this is our way of like really sharing our friends and makers and artists. One thing when you do have a larger platform and, and a strong voice that actually that voice can be clearly heard. And, and I think it's a nice thing that we can have that conversation, to be honest. You know, I've loved Flack and Friends. We've always sort of bring multiple authors into the fold. You know, I think our work is much stronger with, you know, other voices attached to it. So, you know, we started doing that with the NGV Rig Prize a couple of years ago that, you know, was really about you know, Australia's stance on asylum seekers and multiple voices. So, you know, collaborating with 16 different artists to create pieces for that space really started that, okay, well, what is art? How can that connect to an interior? I I don't foresee going, oh, well, we've just designed this beautiful space. Let's put, you know, a pretty painting on there to match. Like, I don't like, I don't like that conversation. So, you know, it's great that we can start to exhibit all our friends and and makers and and everyone attached to it because they ultimately all become a friend because we work so closely with them. Also, we're big collectors. We did buy the the three big pieces. (laughs) When I first saw them, like, I literally was just like, my heart kind of melted. I was like, wow. And I knew you're in Paris. So I could see this whole new connection to Europe or I felt like I was sort of like transported into another time when I was looking at them but your your signature brush strokes over the top of it I didn't know what I was looking at I thought you had been weaving or something and I think the technicality of your work is really quite fascinating about how you produce that quality to your paint yeah I mean process and materiality are a really important part of the work and I guess um, developing these systems and devices that I've been kind of using fairly regularly throughout my work. So, you know, the illusionistic gesture that appears to dislocate itself from the surface is something that's been consistent with what I do. They also have more illusionistic surfaces that appear like carpets or tapestries or weaves. And that's all oil painting too. It's all acrylic on canvas. I guess the uh, suggestions or illusions of fabric and and, and carpet or tapestry I see those two things as fairly interconnected so to make the gestures I've had to kind of like adapt and make brushes and like build up surfaces that can generate those marks at a large scale I also made these new tools that make these drags and cross hatches to appear like the surface of a tapestry really the surface is quite flat you're listening to Greg Hodge in conversation with David Flack. You can find out about our other podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, etc., etc. You can also find out more on our website, sullivanstrumpf.com, and also Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sullivan Strumpf. I'm always fascinated. How do you know when a painting's finished? Can you ever work them too much? You always ruin a good painting. Like I remember starting out, like trying to like make a painting, and I felt like I'd made thirty paintings in the one painting. That's when a painting kind of fails. But when when it's finished, or when you know when to stop, there's a a good kind of rhythm between a, some kind of spatial openness, suggestive of something, but then it's also kind of dense. Like it's complex. I do generally work off source material, so if you can go back to the source material, and it's like it's a nice way to check in where you are. If I relate it to mine, you know, I will throw a lot of ideas out there, but you know, our lead times are longer. You know, they're sometimes 
two to four years before that canvas is kind of finished. But that moment when you go, okay, I'm pulling it back or I'm pushing it forward. But when I know it's finished, I'm always very satisfied. Have you overworked things like a project before or made it way too overcomplicated? I remember watching this amazing documentary on Diana Vreeland. They said, oh, what do you think of your work? And she said, oh, I never like my work. I, I always think about how I can make the next work better. I love all our projects, but I'm always looking at them and analysing and thinking, oh, what can I do better? And I think it's important to reflect on your work. But then also there's a point where you, there's a an innocence or a freshness to it that you go, there's something really charming about that, you know, and I think that is kind of when things are nicely captured in time. Talking about that level of uncomfortability, my clients, they're like, oh, they don't like that. I always think, well, how do you know you don't like it? Because you don't actually know what it's going to look like. I know what it's going to look like. But the thing about us is that you might know what our work is, but you don't know actually what you're going to get because every project's completely different. I always say, trust me, the thing that you hate the whole time or you'll probably have sleepless nights about, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I, I can assure you, you will love that so much when you're living in that space. And I can kid you not, every single client will be able to identify that those few things that they hated, but now they love it. It's their favourite thing. So I think uncomfortableness in producing things is a really good thing because it means that you're evolving and you're actually like you care yeah and it's like it's interesting isn't it learning to sit with that and i think you can build a platform and a space in however you work whether it be in your calendar or in the studio that you can make things that are inconsequential you know like they don't have a place to go yet it was quite exciting when we did mission you for the largest piece you have done, I guess, as a field of canvases. It, it, it is phenomenal. We actually just photographed that house finally and it's a couple of years on now, but it completely makes the house. And to have like a piece that big, it kind of reminds me of Jackson Pollock size pieces. You know, it becomes this sort of like giant interior or landscape that engulfs the whole space, but I, I absolutely love it. How do you go from working to small pieces to big pieces the huge kind of like mural scale where I have to make these bigger gestural marks that are beyond the scale of like my own body and it takes on a whole different type of painting. I'd like to move really fluidly between scale and I think that's important to what I do. Thinking about the work that I made with you guys, it was interesting because I had to rent out a new studio for that work. It was so big because I had the space, it kind of led on to all these other larger scale projects which was sort of really exciting so there was a big work for the Arthur Guy prize in Bendigo that year and then the big kind of projects that I had in Sydney Contemporary all were the kind of result of that I mean that was really wonderful in that sense sometimes when you have the space you work to the space and then coming here out of that experience it was sort of nice to kind of like contract in a bit because I follow you quite closely I know you quite well I can kind of connect the dots but then you know I love being surprised and I definitely think this show was a surprise to me in a really exciting way you have been listening to Greg Hodge and David Flack love them both so much we are very excited to be launching Greg's first online exhibition with us next Thursday. That's the 21st of May. May actually even be in the gallery. Well, it will be. The, the show will be hung. And if you'd like to make an appointment to come and see it, we'd love to see you. The exhibition is called Every Day. And these works were all created in Paris while he was on residency through the Cité, sponsored by the Art Gallery of New South Wales. So we're very proud to present those works. 
David Flack and Flack Studio is absolutely legendary and the work that they do is, is quite phenomenal. If you would like to learn more about them, you can follow them on Instagram. That's Flack Studio underscore or their new channel, which they created during COVID is called Flack and Friends. And that's a really beautiful Instagram account, which sort of supports and celebrates the many suppliers that make their business as successful and inspiring as it is. So check those two out. Signing off. See you next time. Thanks, everybody.